Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I'm happy to be back off vacation and talking about something that is on a lot of people's minds from what we saw in the Bears game on Sunday. I want to talk about Kyle Fuller. And let's go back to the Bears not picking up his fifth-year option. And let's go back to, oh, well, this is going to be the end of of Kyle Fuller in a Bears uniform, and then he pops. Then you see him have this incredible season. He's been a really good player for the Bears. He's made two Pro Bowls and and one All-Pro, the All-Pro being the more important because it means that you're one of two of the best players at your position versus being voted in because there's – you need extra people to get into the Pro Bowl or whatever. The thing that about what I wanted to spend some time talking about is he's, if you're someone who loves smash mouth football, if you're someone who grew up loving defensive players, whatever era of Bears fan you grew up in, if you're super old school and, and you remember watching Dick Buckus play, or if you grew up on the 85 Bears and you remember watching Dan Hampton and Wilbur Marshall and Otis Wilson play. Or even if you're someone that's that fell in love with the early 2000 Bears where you saw guys like Charles Tillman and Mike Brown and Brian Urlacher and Lance Briggs play defense. Kyle Fuller is one of those dudes and I'm not sure that the NFL knows what to do with him. We've now seen in back-to-back weeks Kyle Fuller making a defensive play, making a physical play, and what looks like a legal play, and get flagged for it. He He has gotten to the point now where he is too physical for this era of football. A guy who is his size is not supposed to play as physically as he does. He's 5'11", 190 pounds or whatever it is, all muscle. But that guy is lowering his shoulder into the, the ball carrier and receivers coming across the middle. And I, I want to be very specific about him lowering his shoulder because that's what he's doing. He's lowering his shoulder. He's doing it the way that you're supposed to do it. Now, there are times when I get frustrated because I see too many NFL players go for kill shots instead of wrapping up. I think there are times for that. I think there are times when you have to make sure that you're making the right play and you're trying to to tackle the man and not necessarily try to tackle the ball or you're just trying to make a big splash play. The thing that I like about Fuller is he uncoils on people. He's going to use all of, all of that 5'11", 190 pounds to try and destroy whomever the ball carrier is. And watching him continue to get flagged is kind of frustrating. It's frustrating, and this has a little bit to do with my frustration on what it is that we saw on the broadcast, I didn't think Fox had a really sharp broadcast yesterday. And I don't even mean from like picking on the the play-by-play guy and, and the color analyst. It was Kenny Albert and 
Jonathan Vilma, who continues to call Bear. He must feel like he is on the Bears' payroll. He's called so many of their games so far this year. I didn't think the production was sharp. I thought that there were a couple of things. One, they didn't give us the replays that we needed to see. We needed to see more replays more frequently. Two, this is where I'll criticize Kenny and Jonathan. There was stuff going on behind plays that there needed to be more context to that we can't see as viewers at home. One of the things that I learned when I started covering the Bears back in 2003 where, you know, you think that you know football and you think that you understand, oh, well, I know what I'm seeing when I'm watching it on TV. The difference between that and what you're able to see when you're at the stadium. The Soldier Field is not the best place as far as vantage points go, but it did allow me to see stuff that I didn't see on television. Like, why is that safety dropping out of my picture for example, or what's happening when the play after the play has or as the play is finishing up. Like if you look at what happens in television, and this is I'm mean, this is not a criticism, this is just the way that it is. They follow the ball. The ball is the thing that gets followed. So there's a lot of stuff that gets left behind because you're, you know, if, if, as the ball is moving down the field, you want to make sure that you're keeping eyes on that particular player or, you know, if you don't want to take your eyes off a guy like Lamar Jackson, for example, when he's got the ball in his hands. But there's a lot of stuff that happens behind a play. Try this. Try this this afternoon where we have Monday afternoon football. Just watch. There's it leaves you all the time. The camera leaves you and leaves the line of scrimmage all the time to go follow the ball. So you miss stuff. You miss you miss all sorts of activity. You miss the the offensive lineman who's getting in an extra shot on a defensive player. You're missing some of the 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 trash talk that goes on between a defensive player and a quarterback. I will say Fox did a great job of that in the game between Tampa Bay and Green Bay where you were seeing Indomitian Sue get in the face of Aaron Rodgers and I think rattled him, honestly. Like, that was that's old Sue doing old Sue-type stuff. But, but when I was covering the team, I felt like my knowledge of the game took a real quantum leap forward. Shout out to Sam Beckett. Because I was able to understand more of the things that were happening off of the television screen. And I thought that in the Bears broadcast yesterday, Fox overall didn't do a great job of letting us in to see all of those things that happened behind the line of scrimmage, that happened behind the ball. And this was one of my issues with the, the Fuller penalty. I think they took a commercial break or whatever, and we're all sitting there trying to figure what's going on out. Those are the moments where I want the analyst to jump back in, and I, I want the analyst, the, someone like Vilma, who has been in those moments, I want him to tell me what's going on, like what's going on behind the scenes, what's going on on the sidelines. That's another thing that you get to see that you rarely get to see during 
a television broadcast. And the television broadcast, the, if if a coach is yelling, and there were a couple times yesterday where Matt Nagy was frustrated and you were able to see what was going on with him, but you get to see who's talking to whom, what is happening. And I used to get frustrated because people would talk about Jay Cutler. It's like, oh, well, Jay's not looking at the at the pictures on the sidelines. When the camera caught him, he wasn't. But the three minutes before that, he completely was. And fans don't get an opportunity to see that. Anyway, let me go back to the, the point about Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller plays a style that I think all of us like. That if you, if you enjoy physical football, and I worked with guys for three years with Alex Brown and, and Lance Briggs that were so frustrated by the lack of allowing defensive players to play the game. The game has been predicated on offensive production. They want these offenses to succeed. They want to see more points scored. And it makes it more difficult for defensive guys to do their jobs. They have a hard time putting on a hard hit. Like the, the strike zone for hitting a player right now is so small that I don't know how defensive players do it. I mean, obviously, you're still going to get your money or whatever, but it must be so frustrating for them to to try and and play this game the way that they do and the way that they've been taught. And I don't want anyone I don't want anyone in in coaching to coach that aggression out of defensive players sure there are times when it can be overwhelming and you see guys make mistakes and they end up getting their teams penalized but there are also guys like Kyle Fuller who are really playing it like right up to the line like he's not there are players that are dirty like there are Fuller's not dirty Fuller's physical and that's that to me is a a line that is clear to see. You're watching a guy play the game in a really physical manner. And from the the position where you would expect on the defense for the guy to be the least physical, the cornerback spot. Like that's supposed to be guys that get out and run. Those are guys that get out and cover. He he has a toughness to him that is hard to deny. And makes all of us feel like, yeah, like this, this, this guy, he embodies everything that you would want in a defender. And he's got one forced fumble this year. But you look at his tackle numbers. Last year, that guy had 82 tackles. 82. Not 83, but 82 tackles last year. When he went to another Pro Bowl. The year when he was all pro, he had seven interceptions, and people get wild about that. But look at the plays that he's making at the line of scrimmage. Look at how receivers are trying to deal with him. This guy is physical. He is fun. And officials need to understand that that's how he plays the game, and he's doing it in a legal manner. I hope that he'll get the benefit of the doubt with calls coming up over the next few weeks, but I'm – I'm terrified that he will not because that's just kind of how it works. Like, I think that it's actually going to work in the reverse for him. I think what, what's actually going to happen is, is that 
because he continues to get flagged, that he's going to be looked at as a player that that plays to the echo of the whistle. And I, I find that to be unfortunate. Kyle Fuller is the avatar for everything that you want in a defensive back. He can make plays on the ball. He's got good ball skills. And he comes downhill and likes to put you out in a legal manner. Shout out to Kyle Fuller. It's been fun watching a guy that you weren't even sure was going to be a bear turn into the player that he's turned into. Thanks for listening.